codependency, uh, which also I've come to realize uh, and I identify as chaos creating. Um, and so <laughs> I am nervous. Um, this morning, my trainer on my new workout videos that I've started to do just a couple weeks ago, um, she said, nothing grows in your comfort zone. And a guy in the back chirped, my love handles do. And I thought, yeah, you know, what grows in my comfort zone? Like my belly and my fears and my resentment, you know, those all grow in my comfort zone. And uh, so that's not just a physical principle. It's actually a spiritual principle and it's a mental principle too. Um, and I thought that that was so significant. Um, so for me, my disease um, I've come to realize also has three parts, you know, mental, spiritual, and physical. And, um, and, and I have just seen for me, um, for me, what happened was I got it when things were like really chaotic and really crazy. I understood that like, I wasn't in a good place and I needed help and I needed recovery and I needed meetings. And then when everything kind of stabilized, and I still couldn't be calm. I, I didn't, I had no control over what was happening inside of me, you know, and especially like, I can't control the outside things that happen. I can't control how people talk to me. I can't control things that happen. Um, but I'm, I'm really not very good at even understanding what's happening inside of me. And then even as I grew to understand better, you know, I got lots of knowledge, I learned lots of things that did not help me put it into practice. I still couldn't do these things that I wanted to do. And I couldn't not do things that I didn't want to be doing, you know, and I remember actually like in an argument, like yelling at John and saying like, you know, he was pointing out again, how defensive I am. This was a few years ago. He, you know, you're so defensive. And I'm like, well, do you think I want to be like that? You know, like, I don't want to be like that. I didn't know how to not be like that. I didn't know how to not go from one drama to the next. You know, when my emotions spiked, I didn't know how to not. And, and really, uh, you know, the trigger, the, the word triggers and the idea of triggers, I think is really well understood when it comes to alcoholism. I mean, maybe not when until, but as we come, you know, we come to learn like, oh, yes, an alcoholic could be triggered going into a bar, or, you know, I understood alcoholism in that context. I understood what was happening and, and knew that there was different things we would do or not do. But I really didn't understand it when it came to codependency or when it came to, um, you know, for me, controlling, fixing and and what I've come to realize as chaos creating, which took a little while for me to understand. Um, so you know, I was really, I really wanted, to, I signed myself up to speak. And, um, and then something happened on Monday, we had a traumatic event occur. Um, and I witnessed the traumatic event. And, um, and then I missed an entire night's sleep because I was at the ER. And, and so I realized what happens in me is, so then, so, and I was so full of adrenaline, I, experienced it. I felt it. You know, I've lived most of my life being pretty numb to the reality of my emotions and or being dishonest 
about my emotions and going from like high to, to low, um, and not, not understanding how to regulate my emotions, not understanding or being capable of not being controlled by everything that's happening around me. So, you know, I caught myself on Tuesday. I'm exhausted because I haven't slept at all. I still have a residual, um, adrenaline in my body, you know, um, and even after, after the event occurred, I'm, I'm sitting and I'm in, in the moment, you know, I'm, it's happening. <laughs> we're dealing with it, um, effectively, but we're dealing with it and, you know, we're on our, getting ready to go to the hospital and I could feel because it's new for me to be aware of what's happening in my body. I could feel the trembling and the, and the, the shaking. And I was like, Oh, wow. Like this was, this is, this is adrenaline. Like I could feel my shoulders so tense and my arms and my neck. I could feel like the pain. I could feel physical pain from the effect of that uh, chemical in my body that had rushed, you know, to, to rescue me during this event. Right. You have to jump to action. And so this is a real thing that happens. Um, but then for me, I've, I've come to realize that my body craves more. So if I have an, you know, if I have a spike or a thing that happens, my body craves more. I go from one dramatic event to the next, you know, there's many things that I've come to realize that I do to create more adrenaline in my life. I didn't know that I was doing them, but they gave me an excuse all through my entire life, you know, this is what I was raised on. I lived my whole life going from drama to drama to drama. And, and, you know, so no wonder I wound up with an addict and that, that, that I could go from drama to drama to drama. But it, for me, it was always everybody else's fault. It was always everything that was happening around me. It was, I was never understanding or honest about what was happening inside of me. And also, you know, in recovery, it's important for me to start realizing like, what is actually the problem within me? So Tuesday, I caught myself overwhelmed, tired. You know, um, if you've ever heard the halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, what's happening inside of me? Where am I at? Yeah, I am angry. You know, um, I was angry because, because I, I didn't think that what had happened should have happened. I'm angry. And, and, um, and then I'm lonely because I feel like in that moment, God abandoned me. Whoops. And my family, I'm tired because I literally missed an entire night's sleep. So Tuesday, I want to quit. I got a few things coming up. There's a couple emails that come in. I was speaking today. And I thought, I'm just going to quit. I can't do these things, you know, just like dump them. You know, John will speak. I can get John to speak. He's always got something. Uh, you know, this, I'm part of this organizing something that's coming up in two weeks. Oh, that's too close. I can't do that. I better quit that. I better, I better put off, you know, and I don't, I knew what was happening. I knew that I'm trying to control, I'm trying to regain some semblance of control because I feel out of control. And also, and then I also have to ask myself, Vicki, are you trying to create more adrenaline? Are you, tr 
am I craving right now? Is this a craving? Am I seeking ease and comfort? Am I, you know, and I don't, I don't know where that place of ease and comfort will be for me. You know, in the past, it's, it's like maybe been after I've had a screaming match with someone or usually John or, um, (laughs) sometimes this sounds silly, but for me, sometimes my ease and comfort would be after I get a listening ear. I have a listening ear of someone who really cares about me and wants to hear like how things are going. And I list for them all the things that have gone wrong in my life recently And, um, you know, and then I can actually like spiritualize it. Oh, but God is really there and he's with me and I know that he's in it and I need to trust him. And so I will list and I will feel, I I experienced this moment of like feeling the spike in my emotion, have a little cry, you know, and then talk myself down. Oh no, God's in charge and I'm just bringing it all to prayer. And so, you know, and then I'll wrap it up, you know, and then I felt great. I feel great. And in this one specific moment after that had happened, like there was literally no reason for me, you know, and then I started cleaning my office and I felt so good. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm high. You know, I just got high off of my, my adrenaline rush, like, you know, of listing, like repeating my story, going through the story. That's not always a terrible thing, but I have to become honest about what was happening inside of me that's why I'm doing it. You know, I'm doing it to have this emotional experience because I thrived on emotionalism, the highs and lows of my emotions. Um, If I wasn't like emotionally shut down, I was emotionally gushing all over the place. You know, Um, there wasn't any semblance of, uh, there was no balance for me. And um, what I've come to realize through, doing the work through doing the work of life loud through doing the the recovery work is that God actually does have balance for me that he created me and he created me with all of my emotions that I can't avoid the hard things that are going to happen in life. You know, traumatic events are going to occur. Um, but then, then what do I do with it? You know? And so, you know, we were talking this morning too about like turning things over to God you know, I can turn that over to God. Yeah, I'm going to give this to God. And this is really hard. So I'm going to give that to God. And but you know, the reality is that most of the time, I'm really holding on to it for myself. And even when I'm picking and choosing what I turn over to God, I'm still playing God. That's me picking and choosing what I'm going to turn over to God. How do I how, how through this process, you know, I've learned, like, actually, I don't, I don't get to pick and choose that. And so Yesterday, I spent time sitting in, you know, yeah, I feel really disappointed right now. I feel really let down. I'm, I'm angry that God hasn't answered my prayer. You know, why hasn't God answered my prayer? Um, I'm, I'm feeling really lonely, you know, because I can often feel really lonely when I'm not getting what I want. Um, I can feel really lonely in a room full of people because I'm, I, I can become very full of self-pity and, and, and compare myself, you know, I was even thinking about my workout video and I was focusing on the girl who's leading it, you know, and she's really fit and, you know, 
has these great workout outfits that match her tennis shoes. And she's obviously worked out like way too much. Um, it's not appropriate. <laughs> I can focus on her and feel really crappy about myself, but there's a girl beside her that does the modifiers. I have to do all the modifiers and sometimes I have to modify the modifiers. But if I compare myself to the girl who's doing the modifiers, you know, then I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. I can do this, you know? And, and John has often said that of like, I like to compare myself to people, but I really need to compare myself to like other alcoholics, you know, who am I comparing myself to? Like, first of all, there's nowhere in the Bible that tells me that I should be comparing myself to people at all. In fact, it tells me that it'll rob me of joy. Um, but when I watch the woman who's doing the modifiers, she's an inspiration to me. You know, I look at her and I think, wow, she can do every single one of these workouts and she's perfectly in time with all those fit, pretty skinny people. Like, I think that could be me one day. I could do that. And so what I realized is as I release my self-pity, as I release my anger and fully feel it and experience it and give it to God and say, like, this is everything. This is all of it. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to get out of yesterday. Like, you know, yesterday I was like, this, I, this is, this is where depression starts. You know, I don't want to face anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to speak to people. I want to go, <laughs> I want to go buy a big bucket of ice cream or I want to go shopping or I want to, you know, I thought about all these different things. I was like, this is when people want to go drink. Like, this is when, but for me, those aren't, those aren't my helpful escapes. You know, the big bucket of ice cream, I would probably, you know, I'd have a few spoonfuls. I could finish half the bag of chips. I could finish the whole bag of chips sometimes. That's not what's going to bring me ease and comfort. I need the emotional drama. I need like, you know, so for me, it was quitting. For me, it was, it was, um, it was, it's calling a friend. You know, I could, and, and not just one, but like two or three and telling, I need, I want to tell, I want to relive the details. You know, I want to, I want to get, and I don't know that I want to, right? I, it's not that I realize that, that this is like an intentional thing, but, but I've begun now. I feel like my eyes are open and I see what's happening of like, oh, Vicky, you're typing this text and actually sending this text is going to lead you to a conversation that's going to spike your adrenaline again. And how is that beneficial? Like, why don't you talk to God about this stuff? Why don't you tell God what happened? Just tell him. And then when I went to bed at night, I could see, I could see, um, I could see what happened, you know, and I kept seeing it over and over the, the, inc the incident that had happened. And, and I knew I'm like, I'm reliving trauma. God, I'm, li I'm reliving trauma. I need you. I need to invite you into that trauma. Like, where were you in that moment? I feel like you abandoned me. I feel like you abandoned our family, you know, and that that's different for me to do um, because I don't, I don't want to, I mean, it's different for me to invite God in. That's the difference. Um, I can't control 
or where my mind goes, but I can control asking God. And so then I just said, okay, God, like, here's what I want to do. I want to quit. I don't want to speak tomorrow. I don't want to go next weekend. I don't want to do these things. I just, what, what do you think I should do? What should I do? And I just kept feeling God saying like, you can do this and I'm going to give you strength and you do have something to say, you know, um, and just be courageous and, and then get up in the morning and do your workout. And it doesn't matter if you do it perfectly, but just do it. And that's a huge change for me because I live as a quitter. I, I literally, I, I have a really hard time sticking to things. I get discouraged. I think, oh, you know, I'm not doing, I'm not doing it well enough. So I shouldn't do this at all. Um, and so this whole process of, of actually like walking it out with God and not trying to do of my own strength feels very different for me. Um, but God knows exactly what I need and he has created me um, with um, in, in the fullness of everything that I am, he has created me. But what I, what I realize is actually, you know, he doesn't want to leave me in my comfort zone. He will, cause that's the free will. But, but he, he kind of, you know, I feel like he's just been like tugging me of like, it's okay. Like you can actually try hard things. You can, you, you can do things entirely different than what you've done before. Um, and for me as a, as a codependent controller, fixer, chaos creator, um, when I was going through the work, my sponsor said, um, you know, she had, she had this line that said like, by God's grace, people can help themselves. And, and when, you know, when I get involved, when I get in the middle, I cause, you know, I cause, I cause a little chaos and I cause a, a little bit of resentment or I might cause difficulty because Vicky doesn't know how to do all these things properly, but by God's grace, people can help themselves. And sure, God might give me some inspiration of like, hey, I can go be of service to someone today, but it's not about me. It's actually about like God's given me inspiration. And so now I can go be of service today. Um, but by God's grace, I can help myself. By God's grace, I can actually get myself out of my comfort zone and do things differently. By God's grace and by God's wisdom, when I check in every single morning with God and say, this is this is the day that I have planned. Is this what you had planned for me? And could you come through this day and help me um, to do all the things that you have me to do and to do them well? Um, it's just created this whole different way of living for me. You know, I don't have it all figured out. Um, I certainly make a ton of mistakes, but I I really appreciate being honest about myself and in myself and being able to be honest to God and to a group of people um, and, and to have my insides beginning to match my outsides. You know, my outside life for a long time was really different than what was happening inside of me. And, and that's, that's like walking dead. You know, I can't live like that anymore. I can't live like that again. I don't, I don't want to be walking dead. 
that's, that is not joy and fulfillment in life. And so thank you for listening. Um, thanks for being here. I still don't have a title. 